This is the ninth podcast in my series on the Apostle Paul. It's going to be the last one on Paul's artistry of language that is preparing us for what's going to follow in the next podcast. Let me review first the four steps. And I did that at the end of the last podcast, but let me very briefly review that. We have to start by identifying the linguistic device. That's step one. And in step two, we use the sound and rhythm of the linguistic device to help us visualize the pattern. Hebrew is a language that evokes all kinds of emotions. Number three, we have to consider the deeper meaning to which Paul is pointing. This process of considering the depth of meaning will precipitate numerous questions, which is what Paul wants us to do. We just want to be told, okay, this is what it means. I mean, that's what theology does. Theology says this is what you should believe. Well, Paul doesn't do that. The whole purpose of Judaism, and certainly Paul, is to stimulate discussion and debate. And we have to roll up our sleeves and go into the Hebrew Scriptures to do that. The final step, step number four, is that you really need to learn how to do this yourself. I tell people, become like Curious George. Let yourself, you know, be curious. Ask questions. Hopefully, it would lead to discussion with a study partner. But if you don't have a study partner, at least it leads you into thinking, you know, gosh, I've got to go farther and try to understand this question that I've stimulated. Now, let's look at the artistic patterns. Starting in Galatians 2, 15, 16. First of all, let me tell you the linguistic devices. We've already seen something strange and puzzling. You know, that's the works of the law. Now, we're not supposed to understand works of the law. That's simply a startling device. It would have been for the ancient Israelites. It would have startled them, and it would have said, wait a minute, Paul's going to tell us something here. And then the next device we saw was irony. You know, Jews think that they're elevated, they know the law, oh, but it turns out they're sinners just like the Gentiles. Now, there's also going to be repetition. We is repeated twice, made righteous three times, works of the law three times, faith or believing in Christ is three times. So you hear this repetition And it's not there for emphasis. It's a linguistic device that tells us, look, something's going on here with Paul. And it's going to lead to a pattern, which I'll explain in a minute. Now, there's contrast. That's another device. Works of the law versus faith in Christ. Not made righteous versus made righteous. And then finally, there's intentional deletion. Now, let me try to explain this one, all right? I'm going to read from verses 215 and 216. And we hear, not from works of the law, but by faith in Christ. And then it's repeated, by faith in Christ and not from works of the law. So that's a form of repetition here. But then we get from works of the law, period. In other words, it's a startling end. It doesn't end with faith in Christ. Faith in Christ has been deleted. And what's been deleted is what we're supposed to pay attention to. Something about faith in Christ is something that Paul's going to be drawing attention to these people. So let me read it again not from works of the law, but by faith in Christ Jesus. By faith in Christ and not from works of the law. From works of the law. So that's that intentional deletion. I'm not going to explain the pattern. I'm just going to tell you the pattern. You can either go into Galatians and read it yourself and figure it out yourself, which actually was pretty hard. It took me quite a while to figure it out. Or you can read the explanation in my book, The Law is Not a Curse, Paul's Midrash and Galatians. The pattern is this. 
there is a contrast between Jewish tradition and what is new in Christ. Now you say, oh, you know, that's easy. That's an easy pattern. But to the people in Galatia, that was not an easy pattern. This is something entirely new. Paul is going to show a contrast between Jewish tradition and something new in Christ. Now, it's hard for us to understand that. I mean, his language is, you know, them things are hard to understand, says Peter. The important thing is the pattern. The pattern is that the Jewish tradition of law and circumcision, elevating those who know the law, is in contrast to what is new in Christ. Now, what is new in Christ is yet to be revealed by Paul. He's going to reveal that in his, in his Midrash. The next pattern is in Galatians 2, 17 to 18. And that's very interesting because he talks about the law. It's in a chiastic construction because the law, there's a parallel verse about the law, and in the middle is the chiastic center. And the chiastic center says, certainly not. Again, I'm not going to explain this. You can go into my book for the explanation if you want, or you can try to do it yourself in Galatians. There's another pattern in Galatians 2, 19 to 21, and that really is, is so typical of Paul. It's a, a chiastic construction. So the two A lines are parallel, the two B lines are parallel, the two C lines are parallel, the two D lines are the chiastic center. And the chiastic center is, for no longer I live, but Christ lives in me for what I am living now in the flesh. The A is, for I by means of the law have died to the law, and the parallel line, for if righteousness is by the law, then Christ died in vain. And the B lines, and that's the purpose, I might live for God, and the parallel lines, I do not nullify the grace of God. And then we go into the C lines, I have been crucified, which is death, together with Christ, and the parallel line, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. So that's a contrast between death and life. And then, of course, the chiastic center, for no longer I live, but Christ lives in me for what I am living now in the flesh. Now, that's really quite a complex chiastic construction. And again, if you want more information, go to my book on The Law is Not a Curse, Paul's Midrash in Galatians. In conclusion... <laughs> Because this is the conclusion before we start the Midrash, where Paul is going to disclose from the Hebrew Scriptures something new. Up until now, Paul has been playing with words through manipulation of language that forms artistic patterns by means of sarcastic irony and this artistry of language. He has shaken the traditional thinking that one must follow rules and regulations to be good and to please God. In ancient Israel, these rules were recorded in both the written and the oral law. Now, the oral law was a commentary on the written law, and the oral law was made up of interpretation and rules. I mean, we see that in the New Testament about washing your hands, and then Scripture only says that you rest on the Sabbath. Well, what does that mean? And the, the oral law went further to interpret what that meant. So it was really the oral law that was creating the rules and regulations. Unfortunately, this concept of following rules also exerts a powerful influence today through religious tradition and doctrine. In all cases, the original purpose of instruction and guidance, 
in Scripture, which was certainly positive to begin with, typically becomes encased in negative theological regulation and dogma. Now, going back to Paul, Paul has shaken them out of their tradition in order to prepare them to elevate their rigid tradition and consider that God has accomplished something dramatically new in Christ who now lives in Paul and Christ lives in you. That's a metaphor. It's not literal. You don't take it literally. The Galatians have been emotionally unsettled and are thus ready to hear Paul disclose the veiled meaning that he has uncovered from the Holy Scriptures through methods of Midrash. Paul has begun with the Hebraic artistry of words and linguistic patterns to escalate an emotional response that disturbs our traditional religious foundation. This skill of reading Paul, recognizing these linguistic devices, and responding with an emotional response is something that you should carry into all the letters of Paul. Sometimes they will lead to Midrash, sometimes they won't. Sometimes it's just unsettling, you know, something strange that unsettles you. I hope you have acquired that skill by what we have done so far, because starting in the next podcast, I'm going to start with another skill. So, Paul has prepared us to hear his legal Midrash that is going to follow, and that's going to be another skill that you're going to have to learn, which will unfold his new discoveries from Scripture. Paul is now ready to destroy the competing different gospel. Now, that competing different gospel was that you had to know the law and you had to be circumcised. That's the competing different gospel, which, in a sense, you you know, you had to be Jewish. He's going to destroy the competing different gospel by expounding on God's gracious gift of his Son. Paul will reveal from Scripture the power of the Holy Spirit through Christ and the manner of walking by the Spirit for those who believe in him. The heart of Paul's message in Galatians now lies before us in Paul's Midrash that is going to follow. But I want to just caution you before I end here. The conclusions are going to sound okay with you. I mean, Paul's conclusions. The problem is that the way that the Midrash is laid out has been taken literally, and that has led to anti-Semitic thought. You know, the Jews are not, they don't belong to God until and unless they believe in Yeshua. That is not true. That is absolutely not true. And that comes from these literal interpretations of what is not intended to be literal. The uh, Midrash, what's going to follow, is not intended for a literal interpretation. And we've got to learn how to go in, how to understand what the Midrash is, how to go into it. And we have to identify the conclusion, right, and understand the conclusion. But to do that, you have to go through the method that Paul uses to draw the conclusion. And you cannot, cannot, cannot take it literally. This ends the portion of Paul. It took all that time, you know, for Paul to prepare us to hear what he wants us to hear, which we are going to do in the next podcast. So I will meet you in the next podcast, which I trust you are really going to be excited when you hear that one.